What is up, guys? Welcome back to No Reserves Football for a Thursday episode. This is going to be our fantasy slash dynasty episode, and we are going to be talking about offenses that we are targeting from the AFC, players in the AFC, and some of their ADPs, maybe some values. Um, something I want to go over before we start this, and I'm not sure how many opportunities I'm going to get to do this, so I'm going to do it now, Alex. Um, we are in a bevy of different leagues. I definitely don't do it as much as the top content creators I have seen, but we are in a lot, like somewhere between like 8 and 12 or something like that. It's it's crazy. So um, people can be pretty hard to deal with and i've noticed that over the last few years so i would like to take this opportunity just to thank the commissioners and specifically thank you because the first dynasty league that we were ever in that's kind of been like my home league and i'm not going to go through all the histrionics but there have been multiple opportunities for that league to fold and you are a big part of the reason why it hasn't so, much appreciated. Thank you. Was that much? Um, <laughs> much is there any league you would like to specifically discuss, like the 32 man that you seem to be very proud of? Or what is some of the challenges that come with running a league or commissioning a league? Because honestly, I'm, I'm a co-commission one league and it's our home league. And honestly, I don't even do that much. I don't think so. <laughs> What are some of the challenges with running a league with 12, well, 11 other people, 15 other people, 30 other people? Like, what are some of those challenges? Yeah, I, I think it depends from league to league. Uh, for example, in our 16-team league that you were talking about, uh, our home league, basically, it was also my first Dynasty League ever mm -hmm. uh, that we have grown very fond of. Um it takes minimal efforts, basically. We just have to set up the, the draft order, make sure everyone is okay with it, uh, check out on every every league member during the offseason to check if they're still back. Uh, thankfully, recently, we have, we have kept most of our members, if not all of them, uh, so very little turnover as of late compared to years prior. Um, we also have to check for rules and so on that others might want to change, put those to a vote. Uh, then the most challenging part is probably just setting the schedule. Uh, we have to, to work around the formula to to basically have everyone match everyone every so every now and then. Uh, it's it's hard because it's 16 teams and we we start the playoffs a week earlier than most uh, to have roughly half of the league in the playoffs. So it's not that straightforward to build the, the schedules. I, I'm not sure if you remember last year, but it, it took quite a couple of months, basically. Uh, I still haven't taken care of that this year, so yeah. need to get on that. If I'm not um, mistaken, you completely revamped the schedule from what it was previous. Yeah, I need to go back on our messages to find the formula that I set last year, so we can we can go back to that and keep the keep the train going because. Mm -hmm. After a few years, I think it became it becomes something automatic, and then on the thirty-two team league, it's it's way more work because uh, it's a, a a salary cap league, so with IDP, uh, which is defensive players for those who don't know, 
um, and those those leaks take a, a lot of of effort because we we have to constantly update uh, contracts and so on, and we have to to change. We have like a, a Google sheet basically uh, with every team in it. Uh, and I've and, looked at like a handful of times. Yes. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and then every team has like their players in it and their contracts uh, and their cap situation basically, and you have to constantly update that for waiver out, waiver wire heads and trades and so on and so forth. And then you have to to be on your toes a lot because, uh, for example, if a, an owner is close to going over the cap, you need to be on top of that because every move makes them a bit closer, uh, and sometimes they might go over it. Uh, and that's not ideal for anyone because that then uh, needs needs our intervention uh, to maybe cancel a trade, cancel a waiver wirehead, cancel a draft pick. That's not good for anyone. So yeah, that takes a whole lot more time than the the 16 team league and any regular team league that uh, that I'm in. But it, it's it's a it's a good experience, and, and I, I love every league that I'm in. So yeah, so. I'm just going to say thank you. I know I'm not the easiest person in the world to deal with. So thank you to everyone that I'm in. And thank you to all the commissioners for all the work you guys put in. So I'd like to start off with that. Anyway, mushy stuff aside, let's get into some of the offenses. Um, One, actually, the first one I want to talk about, and we can transition this to different players, is we seem to be really, really different on where we think Jacksonville is going this year. Like, I'm really high on, like, just acquiring pieces from Jacksonville, whether that be ETN or I might. I think Ridley at his current ADP is a little too high, but if it lowered, I wouldn't mind it. And Christian Kirk. Like, I, I don't know why. I just love the Jaguars offense. I think it's going to take a step up this year. Yeah, so Calvin Ridley, from what I see, is like wide receiver 17 ADP-wise. Um, and then you look at like Christian Kirk, who's closer to wide receiver 30. Uh, I mean, at wide receiver 30, I'm sold. Wide receiver yeah. 17 for Ridley, I'm not sure. Uh, that... Because I, I think I think Christian Kirk can be a more volume play uh, and make make his ADP worth it. Yeah, I I don't hate the Jaguars. Uh, I think the the offense will be good. I just don't think it will be elite, uh, but it should support two wide receivers. Uh, I mean, maybe throw a, a late a late round dart to Zay Jones, who was pretty good last year, and he has that Trevor Lawrence connection, and that right. still seems to be going on in this camp. And he's right now going as receiver fifty eight. And if Calvin Ridley really is isn't all that because he has. Hello? Football in oh, like sorry. years. I mean, it's a good dart throw. Right. So I know there's a few offenses and players you want to talk about. Who's one of the offenses that you think could go a little bit under the radar or a player on that offense? I mean, it goes back to to what we were talking about in the in the other podcast uh, about the the Ravens. I think both wide receivers OBJ and Zay Jones are pretty underrated here. OBJ is going around wide receiver 40, 41. Zay Jones about wide receiver 48. I think they can both excel their ADP because uh, I think at least one of them will will have a top 20 season. So both are are pretty cheap. OBJ has the injury history. Zay Jones is a, is a rookie. But historically, around 50% of the, um, the wide receiver ones, uh, of, the wide receiver, uh, of the rookie wide receivers drafted in round one, uh, end up having a top 40 or top 38 season around that. 
in their first year. So, I mean, Zay Jones is one of those wide receivers. Zay around, uh, and uh, Jordan Addison, QJ, and Jar uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba. What is it about Zay? Because honestly, we had this discussion on the last one. I think it's Rashad Bateman that's the wide receiver one on the Ravens. So what is it about Zay Jones that, that makes you believe he's the wide receiver one on the Ravens and he's going to have a productive season? I just don't like Bateman. That's basically it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just fading Bateman at this point. Uh, I don't think he will ever pan out to to what we hoped for when he was drafted. Mm -hmm. Plus, the, the constant injuries and so on doesn't bode well for him. He's currently injured. Uh, I believe we, we talked about it the, the other day. Yes. And, I mean, Zay, Zay had a nice profile coming out of college. Um, he, came, he comes from Boston College. Uh, 88th percentile 40-yard uh, dash with a 4-4-2. Then, uh, I mean, he also has a, a 94th percentile college dominator with 46.7%. And a 29.6% college, tar college target share, with, which is 89th percentile. So I think it's a, it's a pretty good profile for a player, and if the offense really is going to start to throw more uh, under Todd Munkins, I think it is it's a pretty good bet that he's being drafted as wide receiver forty eight to exceed his ADP. So another player on the Ravens' offense. You're a lot more bullish on the Ravens than me, but I. What about? <laughs> this is going to be bad because we were trying to find him earlier. J.K. Dobbins. Do you think J.K. Dobbins has? a bounce back season in him despite all the injuries that has plagued him throughout because i i'm someone personally i don't believe in the injury prone tag i just generally believe you're injured or you're not and if jk dobbins is not injured he's a very 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 productive running my, back good my question would be bounce back from what uh he never did anything in the league he's like he has played around 20 games in his three I'm seasons. I'm not mistaken, his last eight games were very, very good. I believe he was one of the top... I believe it was a running back one, his final eight games of the season that he played. But he's currently holding out or injured. It's in between. Uh, from where we know, he is, he's currently on the pup and he's holding out for a new contract. Plus, if the offense isn't going to run as much, uh, like it has been implied by reports, I'm not sure if if he'll have that big of an impact and he's currently being drafted as as running back 26 uh, it varies uh, we have talked about it uh, off off the podcast but we have some places saying wait, uh, running back 20 some places saying running back 26 so around the running back too uh, and i don't think the injury uh, i don't think it's worth it because of the the injury risk i know you don't like to to call players uh, injury prone injury prone yeah uh, but he has some injury risk. He has been injured every season, basically, except from his from his rookie season, in which he didn't have that big of a of a, a carry amount. He didn't have that big of a workload. So I'm not sure if I if I buy J.K. Dobbins. I think it would be an avoid at his current ADP. Uh, he has all of that talent from college, but he hasn't really really done it throughout a season at the pros. Um, so yeah, I would be out on him at cost. I really don't buy it. So you're more on the 
Ravens wide receiver. You think Lamar is going to cut? So are you on Lamar then, specifically, if you believe he's going to pass more? Or do you think the less schemed runs is going to hurt his fantasy value overall? No. I think I think at right now he's QB5, being drafted around 34 overall. Uh, that's behind Mahomes, Allen, Ertz, and Burrow. I think he should be drafted closer to Ertz than to Burrow. Uh, but Ertz is currently being drafted around uh, 2024, 20, basically. Uh, so I think he should be a top 20 pick in most redraft leagues because I really think he will have a, a big impact this year and will be, uh, take a big jump with the passing. And he still has his wheels. And I, I mean, I think he, it's a pretty safe play to go as a top 20 pick and he's currently being underdrafted. Under because he's right around uh, the player 34 being drafted. Is he being underdrafted, though, if he's a top-five quarterback? He's a top-five quarterback, but like 10 slots away from Jalen Hurts. He's being drafted right around after Burrow. Burrow is being drafted as the 33rd player. And Jalen Hurts, it's the 24th player. So I think he should really be close to Jalen. And there's, there's a tiny bit of a value gap here. In my opinion that's fair um speaking of joe burrow like can we talk about the Bengals' offense i don't <laughs> know <laughs> i'm not sure what there is to talk about i so do you believe t higgins is over under adp because i think he's actually kind of over like i don't think he's much of a value i think you basically have his his ceiling just factored into his adp yeah, he's right around wide receiver 13, which I think it's a tad high. Because has he ever finished as an R- wide receiver one? I don't think he has. He hasn't. Uh, I can pull that out really quick. Uh, let me check. So if the Bengals go bonkers and everything goes right, whatever. Joe Burrow throws 50 touchdowns. That's T. Higgins' ADP right now. So, yeah. And then he that's a problem. Been, he has been a wide receiver too for most of his career right now. Uh, finished high end wide receiver too, but yes. Yeah. Okay. Wide receiver. But it really depends on on Jamar Chase. Uh, I don't think he will justify his ADP if Chase plays the whole year. Even last year, Chase missed a few games. Higgins played all seventy games, and he still finished as wide, uh, wide receiver eighteen on the season, even with Jamar Chase missing what three four games. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't think his ADP is justified here of the top guys. Uh, if we're talking about the Bengals, one play that I really like right now, uh, and I think he'll be he's being underdrafted, is Joe Mixon. Yes, he's currently running back fifteen. Uh, I think he has a lot more than that to give. Uh, just last year, uh, he's, he always gets the workload, and last year he had Samaj P. Ryan stealing most of the the receiving stuff. Um, and with that, and with Samaje gone, uh, I think Mixon opens up that possibility to to get more receiving work. So yeah, I think Joe Mixon is a sneaky candidate to finish as a running back one this year. Oh, here's the thing: Has Joe Mixon not finished as an, a running back one every year since he basically got the reins in Cincy? I yeah, think he has. Around that, yeah. Yeah. So yes, I agree that his ADP is way too low. Yeah. Joe Mixon is definitely like 
running back 15. I mean, he's being drafted behind Jameer Gibbs, or behind Brees Hall, behind Travis Etienne, and behind Najee. I think I would, There's no reason. Yeah, I think I would take him over all of them. I would too. There's no reason. So, okay. Sell me on the Colts then. I, I am really low on the Colts. You seem to be high. Do you justify Anthony Richardson's ADP if you think that he's worthy of that? And tell me what Colts offensive players you would be targeting. I actually wouldn't target any Colts player besides Anthony exactly. Richardson. Exactly. Besides who? Besides Anthony Richardson. Right now he's QB 16, being drafted around uh, 110th player. And I think he has the ceiling to finish much, much higher. I mean, Justin Fields is being drafted as QB 7. Uh, I, sh- I think he should be closer to that because of his rushing skills. We, sh- we saw that, how, that, how that impacts a player last year who can throw as, as well. Uh, but those, those rushing stats really can implode you to a top 5 finish. So I think he's a value right now at QB 16. But yeah, I wouldn't touch any other Colt. I don't think... Uh, I, I saw a really good stat the other day, but now I can't remember. Uh, but like most... Most players, uh, I don't know about the stat right now, but it really undermined the wide receivers for rookie QBs who run a lot, basically. Uh, and I yeah. don't think uh, a wide receiver of those types of QBs has ever finished over wide receiver 40 on their rookie season. If not, But that makes sense, because those quarterbacks are running and giving you rushing production. <laughs> so <laughs> Exactly. And, and they are not as as developed as passers, so yeah, it makes sense. Okay, so you you just like me have clicked the abort button on the Colts offense and anyone except Anthony Richardson for fantasy, not uh, for for fantasy. Yes, for fantasy. I, I just want Anthony Richardson. Don't want anyone else. No one else. I mean, if if JT comes back, I think he plays this year. But if JT came back, I would be on board. Uh, but so, even then, even then, he probably gets drafted closer to a top ten running back or a top five running back, and I don't think you would justify that. I mean, right now he's running back seven, even with all of this. So yeah, probably I wouldn't touch. He can Even if he comes back, I, like I like I have established, that Colt offense and that Colts team, I think is going to be a dumpster fire. I don't think the opportunity is going to be there, and I think Anthony Richardson is going to take away some of his touches just naturally i don't think he'll get as much receiving work as he has previously and i don't think the colts offense will be in the red zone as like i don't get what's the case what what's the case i don't i don't get it i mean i i don't like jt at his current adp because even if the offense is okay uh then anthony richardson can still be a factor in the in the goal line stuff and that draws away the touchdowns from JT, so I wouldn't touch that the current Jalen Hurts in Philly. So, yes, I, I 100% agree with that. So, the Chargers. So, the Chargers are an interesting team because they're going to be a high offense. But how do you dissect their weapons? Like, where do you value Quinn Johnson? Where do you value Mike Williams? Where do you value Keenan Allen? And I mean- Spoiler alert, I think Herbert is kind of low from where he goes. I think that's a really good value at quarterback. But go on. I think Keenan Allen is being slept on right now. He's running back. He's wide receiver 19 right now. 
and I still think he will be the the wide receiver one for Herbert. I don't like uh, QJ Quentin Jeff, uh, Johnston. Yeah. I think he's a he's basically Nikhil Harry or a glorified. Oh, yeah, I'm totally out on it on him. I think he's a he's more of a body catcher. Uh, doesn't get the separation that is necessary at this level. Uh, and I think we saw all of this with Nikhil Harry. We are in love with the profile of the the gigantic guy who runs quick. But then his route tree is lackluster and he can't separate well enough at the pro level. And then his hands are dubious at best. And he has a, a big percentage of body catches, which don't translate well to the NFL. So, yeah, I'm totally out on Quentin Johnston. I like Keenan Allen at cost, and I still like Mike Williams at cost. Uh, we have to endure the likely injuries, but he's right now wide receiver 25. And you just know that he can have those big, big boom weeks. So, yeah, I think he's a good play for those, especially in basketball, for those boom weeks. I think he's pretty good right now, being drafted as a wide receiver 25. I agree with you. What's what about take? Herbert? Go ahead, sorry. What's your take on Johnston, though? I think you're a little low on him. Like, th- we said the same things for Nikhil Harry playing alongside Tom Brady, but at the end of the day, as I've said before, it's a duality to it. You need to have a good quarterback. You need to have a good offensive around you. That's And Johnston has the quarterback. He has the offensive system around him. He has. He's going to have every opportunity to become something. I think. I think you might be missing the boat on Johnston because he is fast. And yes, there are some glaring flaws with him, specifically with the body catching. But like, we're drafting Rasheen Weiss because he's on the Chiefs' offense. Is there not a case that we should draft Quinn Johnston just for the sole fact that he's on the Chargers' offense and he's going to be getting an opportunity on it? I think we've fallen for that way, way too much. You know what's his best comparable player right now on Player Profiler is? What's that? Josh Doxson. Josh Doxson. Remember, that rings a bell. Oh, no. That hurt me. That hurt me bad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a, a 6 street oh, no. pounds uh, guy who runs a four five seven, a speed score of 98. I just don't love the profile. It's a big guy, and we usually tend to like big guys uh, who are athletic and so on. But I think we will fall to the to the the QB, the QB talk. So we'll basically be drawn to him because of the QB talk. Uh, and I don't think that's fair. I think he shouldn't be drafted as high as he is. And I'm completely out on Quentin Johnston. Completely I think it's out. the B word. A bust. A bust? A wow. Bust. Like, John Ross bust? <laughs> no. Like, <laughs> Josh Dawson bust. <laughs> like, Josh bust. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah. my. Totally out on him. Holy. No one, one, rise rece- one wide receiver that I'm in on, though. Who's in, that? In the same division. Uh, he's a year two wide receiver who plays for the Chiefs, and it's the first early declare on a non power five guy going in the second round since Devontae Adams. You're it's talking about Sky Moore. Moore, exactly. 
I mean, the hype last year was pretty high. He was being drafted pretty high, and it's it's understandable that the owners are are out on him after the debacle from last year. But I think this this non-power five guys usually take a bit to develop. So and right now uh, it's being reported that he's like the mainstay on that offense whenever they are on training on the camp. It's him and MVS. Uh, the, then the the Justin Rosses and so on rotate, and the Rashi Rices rotate, but it's usually MVS and Sky Moore. So I really think Sky Moore it's a good value here. It's being drafted around wide receiver fifty, and I think so, that's insane value for what he can do on that offense. I agree with you, and I am proud to say that I have a lot more Sky Moore value than or Sky Moore stock than I actually originally thought I did. So. Do you think we're in this might we'll probably talk about him more in the NFC but do you think this will be a similar scenario for JSN where JSN isn't going to get as much time on the field he's not going to produce generally and he's going to go into year 2 and he's going to look like a million bucks is that kind of the yeah, similarity we're going for I could see that scenario, but I could also see him having uh, a more immediate impact. Uh, Sky Moore was an abysmal season last year. I think he had 200 or 300 yards. I think JSN can have closer to 600 or 700 yards. I think the offense will run exclusively through the wide receivers on on the passing game. Uh, Small add-ons by by tight ends like Noah Fent and Will Disley. Uh, but JSN will be involved early, especially with the injuries to the running backs. So you, I know so you think Sky Moore is in a better situation, basically? Or, well, no, 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 that's not what you're saying. You're saying JSN is in a better situation than Sky Moore was last year as far as his development goes and the offense he was in. Exactly. I think JSN can produce right away, uh, where Sky took a bit of time. And it's also, I mean, Sky is also from an on-power five. Uh, conference, so yeah, those guys usually take a bit. Uh, the competition level is very different from the NFL. While JSN was playing at OSU, so very big, dif- uh, very big difference there in the in the talent. But yeah, Adams also took a bit to to develop, and then he got it going, and it was one of the best wide receivers for fantasy of the last few years. So yeah, I don't think Sky will reach that this year, but I think he he can he can give you a. A wide receiver three season. So, do you know who else is in a good offense that we just talked about? Who? Quentin Johnson. That's all I'm saying. I mean, Quentin Johnson can too. He's currently uh, projected to be wide receiver four, I believe, behind Joshua Palmer. <laughs> yeah, take that, Ken Pipers. Yeah. I mean, on the on the in the AFC, I also like uh, Donovan People Jones, for example, on the Browns. The Browns' uh, offense is something that I think is going to come back this coming season. So that is not something that would shock me. So why yeah. Donovan People Jones? I mean, he's currently being drafted as wide receiver sixty-nine, uh, and in the the games since Deshaun Watson came back, he was at least wide receiver thirty-five or higher every week. Uh, while Amari, Amari Cooper took a bit of a hit since Deshaun came back to play. So, yeah, I really think he's being slapped on uh, in comparison to, like, an Amari Cooper. He's being drafted as a top 20 wide receiver right now. 
uh, I think the uh, Donovan Peoples Jones can give you a nice, a nice little boost as a sleeper being drafted super late, and he can it can be a bit of a sneaky start late down the season. I generally agree with that. I think that the Browns offense, because the Browns offensive line is good. Deshaun, if he can get back to Houston, Deshaun is going to be a good quarterback. The weapons are there. You have Amari, you have Njoku, you have Chubb. So it's not like Donovan Peoples-Jones is going to be facing constant double teams. He's not. I agree, and I think that the AFC North this year in general, and this is why I was so it was so hard saying I don't want the Steelers offense generally because I think the AFC North is going to get in so many shootouts this year. I think a lot of really good fantasy productive players are going to come from the AFC North and the AFC East for that matter. I mean, since we're talking about the, the AFC North, one of my sleepers uh, right now, uh, going by ADP, is being drafted as the QB22. But can you pick it right now? Oh my, no, you didn't just say that. Go on. Uh, he has that rushing upside. You know he has them, them wheels, much like the the Daniel Jones. So uh-huh. some would call it. <laughs> yeah, uh, and with the weapons he has right now, with Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, Pat Fryermuth, and uh, the running backs in Najee and uh, Warren, I really think he has he has good upside here as being drafted very late as a wide receiver, as a QB twenty two so very very low for me for what he can achieve you you know he can give you one of those Daniel Jones type season where he doesn't throw for a lot of yards but he he has that rushing upside to really give you a top twelve finish so yeah I think he has sneaky upside uh, as we as we discussed I don't like their their offensive coordinator. But I like Mike Tomlin, and I think, as you said, that division will have a lot of shootouts. So I think Kenny Pickett is currently a valley right now. I'm so I am so on the fence with the Steelers because on one hand, there's this little voice in my head that says, "Do it, go for them," because you could get a very, very, very good stack with the Steelers' offense, and if the Steelers' offense hits, you're freaking golden, dude. But there's just so many things that I'm just like the yellow flags are just go oh offensive line oh the coordinator oh like uh, I don't know I don't know. I mean their their wide receivers are being drafted around the wide receiver 33 wide receiver 35 for Deontay and Pickens so yeah you could really get some good stacks here and they are also going in opposite opposite rounds I believe so yeah uh, Deontay is being the 77 player drafted and Pickens the 85 so yeah. And, uh, can probably stack all three of them, and I think it will be. It if will I'm be not mistaken, you can get Najee in the second or third round too, or isn't that right? Yeah, I think so as well. Yeah, uh, Najee is being drafted right now as the running back uh, eleven, so being picked the round player in twenty ninth, which is a third round pick, I believe. Yeah, second third so. round. Can be a pretty good sneaky sneaky stack here. It's a risky stack nonetheless, but if it pans out, I mean you're golden. So, talked about this. So, do you, are you getting any? So you another team that you are a little bit more bullish on than me, the Raiders. Are you getting anyone out of the Raiders offense? I mean, I would say I have an avoid from the Raiders. I have <laughs> Jacobs avoid. Because he's the best running back eight, even with the old out currently going on. 
<laughs> there's thoughts about involving the Zamir White a bit more. I mean, we have gone from completely opposite ends of the spectrum. I think he was being under underrated last year, being drafted way, way too low because of the fears of Zamir White. And then Josh McDaniels might not, might not play him as much uh, right now that he was the coach. Uh, and instead of, like, he completely breaks off and he's the running back one, a running back one has never repeated uh, since at least 2015. So, yeah, and he's currently being drafted as running back eights. Even with the holdout, I think that's a pretty risky pick because uh, the same concerns are, are probably here this year, especially now that he's on a contract year and uh, the Raiders haven't shown an inclination to, to give him the contract that he wants. So it's probably more likely now that they use Amir White a bit more. Uh, so, yeah, I'm completely avoiding Josh Jacobs as a running back hate right now. Are you acquiring Jimmy Garoppolo? You could probably get him as the fantasy quarterback, like 30. Yeah, I mean, I huh? think... Jimmy is being underdrafted. Under He's QB 27, and I think the pieces are there for him to exceed that. So, yeah, uh, I would QB 2, especially in Superflex. I think he could be a pretty good QB 2 to have right now. Would you do the Devontae-Jimmy stack? Oh, for sure. And right now he's QB 27, but he's being drafted 44 slots below the QB 26, which is Jordan Love. So I'd definitely buy Jimmy Garoppolo at cost. I think he gets a bad rep. And then you can you can just pair him with uh, Aiden O'Connell, the backup there, which yeah. I really like. And I think if he, he has the chance and if Jimmy gets injured again, I think he can have a Brock Purdy-like renaissance. So, yeah, it's definitely one of my, my late-round picks. Uh, dart throws to throw is to Aiden O'Connell, the backup QB at, in Las Vegas. Of course. So we've talked about a lot of teams... I do have one more that I want to talk as an avoid right now. And I think it's, it's a bit of a controversial one. And it's Garrett Wilson, wide receiver for the New York Jets. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no. You were touting him all last year. Yes, you know that I love him. But right now he's being drafted as wide receiver 10. And in Dynasty, I believe he's wide receiver 3. And keep, tra- keep trade cut. Wide receiver 3? 3, exactly, yeah. I think I'm completely out on that value. Uh, and the arg- the argument I hear a lot is that, uh, I mean, he's going from Zach Wilson to Aaron Rodgers. What's not to love? But the thing is, Zach Wilson didn't play that much uh, in comparison to like Mike White and Joe Flacco and so on and so forth, which, of course, aren't great QBs as well, but they had the volume. And he was a top five, uh, top five wide receiver last year in targets. Uh, I don't think that repeats this year. I think it's a, a more slow-paced offense. Uh, Aaron Rodgers likes to likes to to slow down the play and likes to um, to call his audibles at the line of scrimmage. Uh, and I think it will be a very slow offense. Uh, I think it will run through the run game a bit more, uh, and eventually, I think he will come up short on this ADP. Uh, which isn't great. Uh, I think people will will be disappointed with the results. Uh, the defense is good. The QB is good. The the targets will be better. It will be a more efficient offense. Uh, but that translates to lesser plays. Uh, like for example, the Green Bay Packers were like bottom three or bottom two last uh, in the last three years uh, in pace of play. 
So yeah, I think it will it will be a better offense, but it won't necessarily translate to a better Garrett Wilson result in fantasy. Uh, and I think people are are going to be disappointed with be, with him being drafted as the wide receiver ten. So is there someone on the Jets' offense you are acquiring? Is like an Alan Lazard? Is there Brees Hall that you're looking at? Are you worried about Dalvin Cook if you're going for Brees Hall? Like, is there a player on the Jets that you would target in in fantasy? I mean, I would be interested in Alan Lazard somewhat. He's being drafted as wide receiver fifty-two. Uh, and right now, I mean, he has that connection with Aaron Rodgers, and you know that he will he will target his guys much like he has targeted like Randall Cobb when there's n- no need basically. Uh, so yeah, I would target Lazard at his ADP because I know he's guaranteed touches from Aaron Rodgers with that previous connection from Green Bay. Uh, but I definitely wouldn't touch Garrett Wilson. <laughs> so. How are you navigating the Bills? Because the Bills are going to be one of the best offenses. Josh Allen is consistently a top three dynasty or dynasty fantasy quarterback. I think he has a two number one finishes in the last three years. So how are you navigating the Bills offense? Is obviously Stefan Diggs is great, but is Gabe Davis good? Is he overdrafted? Is what do you think about James Cook, Dalvin Cook's brother? Like what are we what do you think? Um, yeah, Gabe Davis has constantly been... Uh, we have been trying to make him a thing for a while now, and I don't think he's all that. Uh, you can probably look at the tight end in Dalton Kincaid, but my target would be James Cook right now. He's being drafted right. to the running back 30. And I know the, the Bills running back usually doesn't have a lot of involvement in the passing game, and you have the, the Josh Allen who steals all of the touchdowns at the goal line. Yes. But I think he's a value right now at running back 30. The reports from camp have been very positive. Uh, he has been catching a lot of passes in camp. Uh, and he's being utilized a lot. Uh, people talk about like Damian Harris and so on. But I don't think Damian Harris is all that. Damian Harris probably suffers more from Josh Allen. Because he's a prototypical uh, goal back Who should yep. be used in the short carriage situation. And I think James Cook will be heavily utilized this year. And I really think he could be uh, a very high running back too. So being drafted as a, a mid running back three, I think there's a lot of, of value here with his current ADP. That's pretty what good. Do you... Go ahead. What do I think about what? James Cook. I, I have so many mixed feelings about him. You touched on a lot of things that I would be concerned about. So, Josh Allen is going to take a bunch of the goal line work. That, that's just a given. Like, And James Cook is very undersized. So, I don't know. I don't know if James Cook is going to be worth it. I mean, yes. You need receiving upside and you need touchdown upside. And he has one of those. Not both of them. But I guess that's also why he's going where he's going. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's 5'11", 200, right around. So, not terrible size. Uh, ran a 442, which is a 94 percentile. I mean, mm-hmm. he, has, he has a decent profile. I think last year it was somewhat encouraging. And the, the, the talk from the coaches were that they wanted him involved more down the end. And he ended up with around 500 yards rushing, around 21 receptions, 180 receiving yards. 
and three total touchdowns. I mean, he was the the backup to Devin Singletary for most of the time, but I think he really came came up as of late, and I think he can continue that this year. Uh, I'm excited for him right now, and I have him in a few places, especially in our 16 team league, and I'm excited from the prospect right now. Now, something we haven't talked about is Miami's high octane offense. Tyreek's going really high. Jalen Waddle's going really high. What do you decipher from Miami's offense? I mean, they're both drafted as wide receiver ones. So I'm kind of out on that. I don't think both will finish as wide receiver ones. You have the injury history with Tua. Uh, And I mean, I don't think an offense can repeat what they did last year. I think coaches will find some slight things on tape that can counter what they did. Uh, but I mean, two is being drafted as a QB one. With the injuries, I think that's a bit mm, iffy. I don't think I would touch him as a what as a QB one, especially being drafted over the likes of uh, Anthony Richardson, for example, oh, uh, Cousins, for example, Daniel Jones. I think Daniel Jones will probably be a better play, and he's being drafted around twenty slots lower than Tua. I mean, even Gino with the offense that he has around him, he's being drafted around 20 picks. Gino? You're saying Gino over Tua? The player who had the most, the better complete per, completed percentage in the league last year, yeah. And he was a, a QB5 in fantasy, wasn't he? Uh... Yeah. I mean, and he's being drafted 20, 20 slots lower than Tua, so yeah, I think I'd be on board with that. Oh, if I can get on I mean, I would probably throw a dart at a running back from the, the Dolphins. Uh, I don't think any of them are being drafted that high. Probably a chain is the one going out, yeah, at running back 41. And even that, I mean, if if it pans out and the player gets the job, uh, you, between a chain, Jeff Wilson, and Ray Mostert, they're all drafted around running back 42.50. So I'd probably take a slice at that. Probably the, the, the least expensive because they're all tiny backs. Jeff Wilson, it seems like he gets a lot of goal line work, and no matter where he goes, he gets like touches. So I think Jeff Wilson, out of all that, I mean, A. Kane is the flashy pick, and he probably does have the most, definitely has the most upside, but I don't know if I'd want the touchdown upside. That's just me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, A. Chain is probably, as you said, the flashier pick. Yes. Uh, and the difference isn't that big from like Ray Mostert. It's still like 20 picks or so, so that's about three rounds. So I probably take Ray Mostert or Jeff Wilson. They're around the same. One is being drafted 148 and the other 152nd. Mm-hmm. So I probably take one of them instead of HNet or around 127. But yeah, any one of the three, I think it's a good it's a good dart throw, and I think if you hit on the right one, it will pan out. I think you you will have a running back two on your hands uh, until they get injured, if they get injured, I guess. But yeah, I wouldn't touch the wide receiver. At least both wide receivers, I would take a shot at one, but I would make a stack from two uh, and maybe the the wide receiver, which is possible. You could get like. Uh, Hill, he drops maybe a, a little bit, and you get a, a late round pick, a late first round pick, and then you can probably pick Waddle at the flip, and then you you get to a, a bit later. You could probably make that stack, but I don't think it's it's worthy because I see some regression from that offense. That's fair. Is there any more players from the 
AFC you'd like to talk about? No, uh, I'm done. I have all of mine talked about. I think we have addressed all of them. So yeah, those are my my main ones that I think are being under underrated or overrated. Uh, so yeah, there those is are- one team we haven't talked about, and I think it's quite fitting that we haven't talked about this team. Um, if you haven't figured it out yet, it's the Tennessee Titans and how boring their offense is. Uh, you draft so, there. You do you draft? Yeah, exactly. You draft Derrick Henry. You like, don't think about it. He's old. He's whatever. He has a lot of mileage. It doesn't matter. You don't try to predict. I've learned that you don't try to predict to his downfall. So you just draft Derrick Henry, and that's that. Yeah, pretty much. What, do you think D Hop has any chance of being productive? I mean, yeah. I mean, he's being drafted as what uh, running a wide receiver uh, twenty. So pick fifty one. That's around what twelve or yeah, uh, around five pick. So yeah, I think he has the upside to, upside to be better than that. I think that offense will probably support one wide one wide receiver like they did with AJ Brown. Uh, I wouldn't touch Traylon Burks. What? Traylon Burks for you? I mean, Traylon Burks is a good player. I, I like I like them after year one. I didn't like them as much as a prospect. Uh, you know that I that I wasn't a big fan of, but he's right now being drafted as wide receiver forty, and I don't see that offense offense supporting that. No way. Two guys as wide receiver forties. So yeah, I would probably avoid him. Uh, I would take here's- a small shot at Shake. He has good like good analytics, but I mean. I don't expect much. I've sold a few of my Cheeks uh, shares as of late, especially in the 32-team league. I sold them yesterday. Uh, but, I mean, in redraft, I think he's a fine pick down the, the line. As He's being drafted as around player 142. So, yeah, probably take a slice of that, but nothing, nothing more than that. That's fair. I think I've talked about everyone I want to talk about, too, so... We're going to wrap it up here. Thank you guys for listening. If you've listened to this point, subscribe, keep listening, and you guys know what to do. This has been Angelo. I will see you guys next time. Peace out. What's that, Alex? I didn't hear you. Oh, I just said peace. Bye, guys. Exactly. All right. See ya.